Welcome to the Reading Aloud Podcast, a place where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication are explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. And a baby. (laughs) Enjoy. All right. So first of all, we got some feedback that our podcast from last week left people feeling incomplete. So we're going to have to Uh. (laughs) do more on that. Yeah, I think because we got in a fight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, which is really the point of the Reading Aloud podcast, to yeah. have all of our fights recorded so that we can prove you wrong. <laughs> so you have receipts. Exactly. That, yeah. Exactly. So that was worth it for me. Other people wished we had followed up with the question, which I, is... I guess I got a bunch of feedback, though, that I was in the right. I okay. Okay. Uh, no, not really. Show it. Not prove really. it. Yeah, prove it. I do not have those receipts. But today we're going to talk about some big feelings that we started mm-hmm. to talk about in the car the other day, which are what it's like to have a second baby or be preparing to have a second baby and the grief and loss that comes with that. You know, it's so interesting how in all parts of life, but in particular, as we focused on our fertility journey, how often grief and joy are bed wetters. Nope. Bedfellows. <laughs> like strange bedfellows. Is that, that's a term we use in advocacy. Like when two people you wouldn't think would be on the same side of an issue align on a certain issue or maybe a different issue. They're strange bedfellows. I think it's sort of like that. I think yeah. I think the idea is they're bedfellows in, is like they're in it together. Yeah, they're yeah. in bed together. Yeah. So we started to talk in the car because just as we've started to really get going on this second pregnancy, Neo is now amazing. <laughs> You're really connected to him right now. Right. Yeah. And he is so lovely when we're with other people. He really gets a lot out of that. At home, he's, of course, harder. And I think that that's typical. He feels like he can just be his whole self or he's not distracted by other people and things going on. But I don't know, babe, what I have seen in the last few days is what I think is the true him, which is a funny, curious adventurous, cautious, intelligent, snugly loving baby boy. You've seen that. Yeah. Do you think this weekend was any different? And I'm asking this for a reason. Big picture, for me, the way I look at it is he has just continued to grow and develop. And I think for the past maybe couple months, he was, I think, going through some leaps and some growth. And as as parents know, you go through these kind of like, roller coaster transitions where the kid the baby the toddler is just extra fussy and crazy and then all of a sudden they come out on the other side and you're like oh my gosh you're amazing and you're well behaved where did this come from or talking a lot or doing more things and they take this huge developmental leap and you're like oh that's what that was so i think he definitely came out of one of those development leaps this weekend but i overarchingly i agree with you i mean and neo has always been a kid where the older he gets the more kind of like centered he becomes like he was he was his craziest when he was you know his first three months and then he kind of chilled out a little bit and then when he could crawl he chilled out a little bit and then you know when he could walk he chilled out a little bit more and you know as he kind of gains his autonomy and independence he becomes less kind of like crazy and needy 
I would say he's like less frustrated. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Less frustrated. To your point, yes, I think that in the past week or so, he has really made another major developmental leap and has and, and each time he does that, we clearly grow closer and closer to him. And I've seen those before, but something about this weekend and it, you know, part of it is that he was actually showing ongoing affection to me. And here's why I bring this up. Because again, right as soon as we decide to have a second baby, it's like all of a sudden he wants us. And I'm like, "Uh, oh, okay. And it's like either he's so tuned in, which a lot of people say like kids are so tuned in, or it's the way that I see it because I'm starting to have these feelings of wanting to cherish these only moments that we, the moments that we have with just him, or it's a coincidence. And you'll hear this a lot from parents or on parental Instagram accounts or on like blogs, like parenting blogs where like, oh, we, you know, we just had a baby. Our lives are crazy. So we decided to double down and get a puppy or we decided to double down and have a second one. And it's kind of this, you know, narrative that's out there that like as soon as things get good, we take it another step. And it feels like that a little bit, right? As soon as Neo's kind of really coming into his own, push it more in this case and try to have a second kid. And there's always this, you know, this kind of leveling up. Okay, we did that. Now we level up. And do you think that that's the case here? Like, are we playing into that? Are we just not being content with what we have or being able to go deep on something and constantly like kind of almost taking that? I know this sounds weird, but like this almost capitalistic mindset to to growth and things where we never can be fully set with our status quo and just go deeper into that rather than just continually expand. That's got to be in there somewhere. I think that that actually was part of what happened is that the minute you sort of settle out, you're like, okay, what else can I do? And part of that is capitalism, but capitalism is based in, it basically has co-opted our natural human tendency to want to grow and evolve. It's it's taken that to the next level and said, I'm going to co-opt your decision making about growth and evolution. And I'm going to make you want that faster and faster and make you want more and more and make you want these things. The biology is set to procreate, right? And so it's not uncommon for people who want to have kids to have them, whether it's one or more. And so or to try to have them. And we have decided that our family feels like it could have another being in it. You know, the dog thing might have been a little bit of like, things just got good, let's do it. I don't know what happened with the dog thing. But at the same time, it was perfectly timed between the 10-day window of Neo's birth and Trouser's death one year later. And we had said we wouldn't get another dog for a year and we had tried and they didn't work out. So it's like, I don't know, that also felt kind of spiritual and timed. With this, I think it's the exact opposite. I think that things are so good that this is what I want to talk about today. It's like, I don't know that I want that kid. And this is also that push pull of like you make because we're making a decision to have that kid where we're it's not up to chance we're going to try through science to do this IVF and we're trying our hardest yeah I'm I'm really sad it's funny mm-hmm. I'm sad yeah you know your feelings entering into this pregnancy and working on a second kid are very different your feelings 
entering into Neo because, you know, with Neo, it was like we were so ready and I'm not saying we're not ready now, but we were so ready at that time. And there was an excitement around a new phase. There was a readiness for it to where now we're still kind of adjusting to our lives as three. And as it's getting good, there's some loss there that we would make our family of four rather than just of three. And that's a big jump. You know, two, everybody says like two is a whole nother level than just one. Yeah, I mean, I think that's important to tune into those feelings of loss. And I guess my question back to you would be, then why? Yeah, well, the funny thing is, is again, to your point, I actually thought, well, for one, we did wait to make this decision until we both felt good in our bodies. And that took us some time. But I will say that the reason I wanted a second kid and I felt so strongly is because the beginning of this one was horrible. This time was so difficult that I was like, well, we made the big decision to have a child. Now let's build this family up to what we want. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't that feeling that some people get where they just, you know, it was so perfect that they didn't feel like they needed to do it again. And I'm not saying that I need, you know, that's a very tender thing to say because there's, I think there's a lot of room for interpretation and, and negatively so. But that was what I felt. It was kind of like, and, and, you know, with my friends who I can talk openly about, you know, we would joke like, well, we already fucked up our lives, you and I together, in the sense of what it means to have a kid. And in it already, let's just do the thing that we want to do, which is to have this other child. And so it was almost the exact opposite of being so content. But right now, I mean, babe, the way that Neo treated me this weekend, like I have never been touched so much in my life by him. And that what he did yesterday, I, I, I kind of mentioned this, but I need you to understand that from a biological, like historical, primitive kind of the the concept of food sharing you know as we sit around a table and we feed people the food that we have made that's something that is so valuable for building community sharing food that's why you know even sometimes the food comes on one plate and everybody's pulling you know family style but what he did with yesterday where he put each bite of food in his own mouth and then he hands it to me and says bite like that wasn't he wasn't trying to eat the piece first he was like putting his saliva on it to then give it to me. It was so intimate of a human thing. And there was something in his body that wanted to share that moment with me. And it was, it was gross. He was like kind of jamming the food in. I was trying to eat my food. I didn't like it, but I loved that he was doing that. You know, I just find it to be so, so autonomous that you know, I don't get any of the snuggles and the things like that, but it's been building. And this weekend I'm like, okay, because we are right smack dab in the middle of really solidifying this su surrogacy stuff. When I hear you describe those things, it reminds me how just so very attuned you are to the, you know, the interactions, not only between you and Neo, but just to just to the, the present moment of things. Like, you are so attuned to that kind of stuff. Think about this conversation that we're having of a loss of that, a loss of that specialness, a loss of that connectivity, because we are adding on a second kid. And both of us know that when we add that second kid on, 
things will be different, that the sweetness that we see growing within Neo, that the family dynamic that we have developed will change. And for about a year plus, it will be doubly hard because we will have two small ones and it will just, you know, and it'll be hard in different ways in the future. But based on our previous experience, it's going to be really hard. And so I say all that because I bring back to that question of why. And for me, that all of that is true. And I know that we are making this decision because of the bigger picture and what is to come and those moments of sweetness, like with our family and the fact that those 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 moments of sweetness, those, you know, imagine, you know, if Neo is giving you that love, imagine the love that you could receive from two and imagine the love that our family will receive from adding a whole new member to it. Like imagine your own family and imagine your own family without one person like it would be totally different. And in many circumstances, you'd miss the the dynamic that that person brings, like everything would completely change. And you would miss the, the love that they would provide. And so I think like in the in the bigger perspective of this, like we are adding this because of well, the Yeah, because of because of the dynamics that will come down the road. Well that we hope will come down the road. I think you have the experience of having a sibling that you have a great relationship with and I don't have a sibling. And I remember asking my best friend who also doesn't have a sibling, like what why in the world would you have two? And how did you make that decision? And what did she say? She was like, first of all, because I was asking a lot of people why they had kids after we had kids and then why they would have more kids. And she was like, I, I don't know. I just felt that it was the right thing. And she was like, it's the most, it's been the most amazing thing. It's they're so, you know, the, the, what we're talking about is something that I think a lot of parents ponder who don't know till they know. I think for me, the, or the thing that I've been asking my friends is to talk to me about the process because it, it feels heartbreaking. When Neo ha- was seeing me carry our friend's baby this weekend, you know, he was like all of a sudden one in my lap. When he sees me hugging you, he wants in my lap. When he sees me with the dog, he wants in my lap, you know. And t- I feel like it's going to break his heart. And I feel like a lot of people have that same feeling. And yet everybody's doing it. It is also like there's no guarantee with anything. I thought we were going to get a snuggly baby because I thought babies were snuggly. And then we got a baby that wasn't very snuggly. Doesn't like his back touched. (laughs) How do you think that we appropriately process that loss? You know, because there is there is a loss there. And one thing that I appreciate about how we tend to approach our relationship is doing things with intention. And, you know, there is loss there. There is loss of that you know, dynamic that we have between you, me, and Neo. I tend to be such a, I'll approach things so logically sometimes. I'm like, but it'll just happen because we want a second kid. But like, I think that you're bringing up, and I appreciate when you when you bring up stuff like this, like it is actually important to process through the loss of the dynamic that we that we have right now and the loss of the, the connection that you have with Neo. You know, I like your approach too of like, we're just going to do it. This is what it's going to be. And, you know, I've, I kind of have picked that up. And when I get squirrely, we make a plan and then another thing seems to arise like, oh, we could do it this way. I just always have been saying, let's just stick to the plan. And I, and I, that's what I feel is we'll just navigate each and every moment of it. But I guess I was just kind of taken aback by, cause we've been trying to 
get pregnant for a year and through IVF or just involuntarily or whatever. I don't know what that means, but like without medication and then <laughs> immaculate conception. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> immaculate conception. Um, not with these sex goals. <laughs> see podcast from the beginning of the year um but yeah so i you know you had said yesterday on the car ride home you had said i asked you what do you think about it and you you responded or how are you feeling about it and you were like it hasn't felt real to me this idea of surrogacy and having a second kid that way and now in the past two weeks it's feeling really real you know part of it is that i don't know that i grieved the loss of our relationship Mm when we were preparing to have Neo because I didn't realize that we were going to, that our relationship would change so much. And so I just thought we were, like you said, rolling in another being and we were just going to enhance our family. It was going to be that much more exciting. I worried about work a little bit and whether or not I was going to be, you know, work and stuff, but I didn't really think there would be loss between you and I. This makes me wonder, I think because we have that experience, I'm like, Oh, are we going to lose each other more, even more? Sleepless us or sleepless anybody isn't really like, doesn't really create a strong foundation. I think you bring up just such a great point there about like the importance of processing what you're losing, even though you're gaining something else. And I want to read this book. It's just where it comes up for me, but I want to read this book, uh, which is, Uh, maybe I'll go check it out today. Who knows? But it's called The Antidote. And it's about how kind of like this almost the toxicity of overly positive thinking. And I think that this is one of the examples of like that. Like we are so wired, often so wired and cultured in a lot of ways to just focus on what are the logistics? What what are are the next steps? What are you gaining? Don't think about that, that we don't take the time to process and you have taught me so much about this but we don't take the time the the emotions of what we're losing like just your example of like losing our relationship because you're so focused on the joy that you're supposed to experience by adding a new member to the family and so like i do think it's important that you name and acknowledge and sit with the grief of that it doesn't mean it's just like we're so scared that if we name grief that if we name it and we give it credence that somehow that is going to be a reflection that you don't want a second kid or that 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 mm-hmm. second kid shouldn't be there or that you're not joyous as joyous as you should be about having a second kid. And frankly, and you've taught me this a lot, like that's bullshit. Like by doing that, you are actually doing yourself a service in preparation so that you can give your full self. You, you're not giving yourself that has, has pushed down and suppressed this this emotion of, of, of loss and grief. You're actually letting that loss breathe, acknowledging it, giving it someplace to air out and not what, you know, Resma Menica and, and others in the like somatic and embodied world like call dirty pain. You know, you're not making it dirty pain. So, so that is, you know, I just think that's so important and powerful. So please let that grief out. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for saying that and reflecting it that way. You know, what I'm hearing is if you speak it, give it some space, feel it, you can process it out. You know, I think people, like you said, are quick to be like, yeah, but well, just focus on. I just did that in this podcast earlier, you know. No, no, no. 
I don't think so. It's different. Like you, I didn't feel like you were pushing my feelings down in that. And I think that what it can look like is we only have this one life. Let's be grateful for what we have. But you know, people are, but God's with you or like, you're going to be supported or what a joy. And I'm like, yeah, we know what a miracle this is. We know what a joy this is. In fact, that's what we spend the most of our time talking about. And I, I have, despite all of that, felt some grief. Now I'm not going to like go into this whole thing being like, Oh my gosh, this is terrible. This is terrible. Because it's not. Yeah, it's, you don't want to take it to the other extreme, of course. Right. But that's not what we're talking right. about. Right. And here. and it's felt it's it just it just came up because this whole time I have felt as though having this kid is going to it's just the right thing. And all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my gosh, my precious baby angel. Do you think he's gonna stay this way? I don't I mean, I know he's gonna have good days and bad days, yeah. but like this was like the first, I like, I don't know why I'm feeling so emotional about this. Well, you also, you stick with like first impressions of things. Stop. My baby, the first, imp- like. You, you, once you have a decision about the way something is, it is that way forever. There is no. That no is changing. so unfair in this situation. <laughs> that is so unfair. I liked Pleat at first. I don't like him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that that deterred me. Uh, anyway, but deterred is that the I think babe, that I'd really Neo will be. Oh, yeah. I, sorry, I got to push back on that. It is not. That is not tr- like I look for. I desperately want those moments of connecting with him, and you know he does out of the side of his eye. But like you've seen how he connects with my dad. That's very different than he connects with me, and it's. Uh, I I don't think. Yeah, he cries for him. He's never cried for me. Of this course morning he has. No, this morning he cried at, bec- at me, <laughs> like because you were gonna hand him to me. All I know is that there have been multiple times when he gets hurt, when he bumps his head. Who does he go to? You. Mm-hmm. When he really needs something. Not want something, but need something. He needs food. He needs love. He needs comfort. Who does he go to? I don't know the answer to you. that. Himself sometimes. Yeah. With the, it's It all started when he started holding my hand on walks. It was like, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, this is what I imagined having a kid to be like. I knew that it, one day it would go away. Like, as he grew up, he wasn't going to hold my hand. But I just kind of always expected that closeness. Anyways... I don't want to belabor that point other than to say that all of a sudden it's here and I'm just, I'm, I mean, I didn't even want to put him to bed last. I could hardly put him to bed last night. This is a very common experience for parents to want to spend every moment. And I've had many moms be like, I can't, I can't go out until after my kid goes down because they don't want to miss any of those moments. It doesn't feel good. And I, you know, that's where I'm headed right now, Mm -hmm. right in time to have a second kid. Maybe right. I'll hang out with Neo while you take care of the baby. Right. Although, if the second kid comes, you still got almost another year. Yeah, basically. but did you hear my plan? No, I missed it because I was preparing for what I was going to say. Ooh. Well, that's honest. Hold on. Who was it that just said that? Prepo's blog. Uh but it's a that's a nonviolent communication thing. Yeah, I was thinking about what I, how I was going to respond rather than fully listening. Yeah, no, I said, well, I can hang out with Neo while you take care of the baby. Oh yeah, but I think yeah, we'll see. 
We'll see. We don't know. But, I mean, you had asked earlier, like, do you think Neo will remain the same? I think Neo will be – Neo is always going to be dynamic. Neo, dynamic. And and let us not forget, we have always said one of our primary reasons for having the second kid is because Neo will flourish under that. We think. We think, but we have a pretty good sense. And you just said earlier, like, he's good around people. And I think that he's going to love being – an older brother and he you know he's just going to be like having somebody to interact and to play with is a good thing for him we have seen that over and over and over again and i think that allows him to get out that side of himself he is more cuddly with you when we have been with people Mm. and so more people in the house he probably will get that side out and more cuddly he will want to be with you I like that we we're just all sure about ourselves, huh? Well, I mean, it's still important to process the loss, as we have said, and at the same time, you know, but we don't know what it's go into really... it with the positive attitude and celebrate. You know, yeah. it's it's finding that balance. It's not one way or the other. No, I'm not saying the positivity. I'm just saying we just got it all figured out. We had nothing figured out. We thought we had something figured out. I thought I had a tenth of things. I just knew that. I think the only thing we had figured out is that the baby would poop. And that he did, <laughs> but he didn't really sleep. And he no, he did not. And sleep. he still doesn't eat. Lives off air and running. Yep, lives off air and exercise. Mm-hmm. So, all right, all right, we're gonna do it. Love you, babe. Love you. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.